How many gurus can you have? The good news is there is no limit. <laughs> In Sanatan Dharma, when there is no limit to the number of gods you can have in your temple, then how can there be a limit to the number of gurus you can have in your life? I don't know about other gurus, but I will tell you my simple philosophy. I have absolutely no issues if somebody wants to, if somebody took me on as their guru and they've changed their mind, they want to go to another guru, please, I think I may even chip in to help you with the ticket and stuff there. So please absolutely feel free. Because any relationship should not be a matter of obligation. Certainly not something as sacred as a guru disciple. It should only be there if you want to be. And sometimes some gurus are merely stepping stones. You get somewhere, you, you find what you're looking for, and then it is okay if you grow out. And you've grown out and you want to move on, it's perfectly fine. So my personal philosophy is this. When I take on somebody as my disciple, first thing I do is, Discipleship is connecting them with my lineage. Once they are connected, they are connected forever. But then comes two aspects of being a guru. First is guiding them. Guiding them on the path of sadhana. If they wish to be guided in sadhana, that is. Some people are just happy to have me as their guru and they don't want to do any sadhana, that's okay too. They are already at peace in bliss and they are happy and they don't care about any samadhi or nothing. They just want that connection and bond to be alive forever. So those who wish to be guided on the path of sadhana, my job is to guide them, is to tell them the truth based on how I understand sadhana based on how I've walked that path and what I realized or gained out of it. But guidance does not mean that I will have hours and hours to spend with them or that I'll have minutes to spend with them or any time at all to spend with them. But if I've initiated somebody and they are following the instructions that we've agreed upon, I will see them for all the seven steps. I will not abandon them midway. If they move on, absolutely okay. Second aspect of my relationship with disciples is when somebody comes to me and I accept them as my disciple, if they still feel the need to consult other gurus or, or or take diksha from other gurus then there are it says two things one something is severely lacking in me that i could not give them the answers that somebody else is providing in which case 
it's perfectly fine. Secondly, they have grown out, in which case it's also fine. But there is a subtler aspect to it. And that is, when I take on somebody, I take on their spiritual responsibility. And spiritual responsibility also entails karmic responsibility. And when I've accepted somebody's responsibility, basically, I will give you a little visual. It's like I have an umbrella and I'm walking and I'm saying, don't worry, sunshine or rain, here's my umbrella. We'll, we'll walk with this umbrella. I'm holding it on your head. But the moment I see you're already holding another umbrella, then I'm not going to offer you my umbrella. Why? Not because I don't like you anymore. It's just because I can give this to somebody who doesn't have one. If somebody has only one umbrella, and that's mine, I will offer it. But if somebody has more than one umbrella, then it is my responsibility, it is my duty, to offer it to somebody who only has one umbrella. So until I give anybody Diksha, I have zero expectations whatsoever. But the moment I give somebody Diksha, that moment, it's different. Then I'm not asking for any expectations or, or anything in return except a commitment. And the commitment is, the day you feel I am not getting what I wanted or this is not working out for me, I just want you to be honest. I want you to take a bit of water in your palm, say, I severe all my ties with Om Swami, blow, leave it. I don't want you to continue then uh, having my picture in your phone or, or then feeling guilty, oh, I'm also liking that other guru, what do I do, can I double date and so on. You know, that's how people look upon gurus. That question of loyalty does not even arise. I'm not talking about that tired concept of loyalty, where you say you'll only look at me and, and you will only consider me your everything, the way that loyalty is usually considered. I'm just saying, think before you ask for initiation. And it's usually the reason I can ask people sometimes to wait for years before I give them even the first step. Sometimes I tell them, I don't know when I'll be able to give you the first step. Because time is an amazing thing. When you let some time pass, emotions, the types of emotions, they take a back seat. And then you start to think objectively with your with the conscious mind and so on. And I should be able to help you if I've taken you on as my guru. As far as I was concerned or I'm concerned, when I took, you know, Nagababa as my guru, before or after, I never looked elsewhere. Never. Before taking him, before requesting him to be my guru. There were many saints I'd met throughout my childhood, many. And most of them were more than eager, even without me asking, to initiate me. 
sometimes the disciples would bring pictures and photos of their gurus and say, please keep it, he sent this message for you. I said, I'm sorry, I don't mean to hurt you, but I cannot keep his photo because I won't be able to do justice. I, I know I, I don't feel that way towards this picture, so I don't want to keep it in my home, I said. I respect your guru, I said. I will support him in his cause in whichever way I can, but I don't want to keep his picture because I don't feel that thing. One time, this saint called me. He just told me a couple of yogasanas. And then he said, I'm glad you chose to be initiated, so I've now initiated you. I didn't even know that that was initiation. <laughs> and I never chose to be initiated. And that was the funniest thing. <laughs> there are people, you know, they will... Uh, so I never took on anybody as my guru. The only person on only feet I fell at was Nagababa's. And at another Swami's, when Nagababa said, Do Dandvat to him, I said, Your wish is my command, Baba. I didn't say that much, I just did. But in my mind, that's all always took. At least that became the basis of my journey in seeing Mother Divine life, seeing Lord Narayana life. You, I don't wish to, I don't want to say it like that, but you have no idea where you are sitting. You have no idea what these eyes have seen. You have no idea what these hands have touched. And that was the basis because I could say that you know my heart. I have only taken on one guru, one mantra, that's it. I never worried about, wondered about, Baba, now can you have given me this? Can you give me Shodshi, Mahashodshi? Or can you give me this? Can you give me that? Nothing. This is your mantra, he said. Casually, he gave it to me. And that was it. That was one beginning and the end of sadhana. That became the basis of my entire, I mean, that was not just my anchor, but everything. Because I could say to my divine that, tell me where I lack. Do I lack in my devotion? You know, you live in me. I gave my heart, mind and soul. My Guru's word was final for me. Even in my dreams, I never questioned why Baba said this or why. He gave this instruction. Anything he said was just outright. And it's not like that I worked towards surrender or something. I just knew, according to Vedic Dharma, that this is my guru and that I've, I've taken that initiation. I'm going to guard it and I'm going to protect it with my life. So guru-disciple, if you want to go to guru, a guru to learn something, then please know you don't need an initiation. A good guru should impart learning to everybody regardless of whether or not they're initiated. Initiation is a different bond altogether. Initiation is taking on that responsibility, which is not always easy. 